is like a moment from a horror movie. You have been hanging out in the wrong clubs, Mr. Wayne. I've seen this movie. Smoke and mirrors, guys. Welcome to the movie factory. Join the club. We've got jackets. And you stole it from a movie. We want you in our club, kid. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Burke Reviews Movie Club. I'm John Burke, and with me, as always, is Corey Starr, zombie. Um, as I'm trying to make some kind of a play on pun. How you doing, Corey? I'm good. I'm glad the week is over. How are you? I am... You know what? This week has been really rough. And, yes! Uh, for no un- no particular reason, like, personally, just... Um, I've... I, I think Tuesday night I went through a little bit of a funk of, like, depression-type stuff. And then I was on my way up. Uh, I have a, a group chat um, with two... Uh, colleagues uh, slash friends that I respect tremendously and they are very very knowledgeable about politics and such so I I kind of refer to them to a lot of questions I come across Um, and both of them also were in funks uh, this week and then um, a podcast I listen to uh, need to know podcast it's a news like daily news podcast Um, the male host Carlo Vasano was clearly depressed the last two days like like you could hear it much less that he kind of said it but like if you've listened to the show you definitely can tell the difference but if you even if you haven't he just is like hi jill and you're just like god what is happening in the world and apparently you also have had a rough week huh yes it's too much i think i think we're back into that kind of uh lockdown funk too yeah and i mean i think at this point where, I mean, some of us, I mean, there are, you know, parts of the population who think the pandemic's over, goodness help us, um, that just see that this isn't going anywhere for a while. Mm-hmm. And I think that, I mean, obviously, I'm mostly staying home and I'm only really going to businesses that require masks and other things like that, um, which now it's, uh, I think that it's a countywide mandate or whatever yeah our um, governor our, we have two cities in our county have have made it mandatory my city has not but all of the big companies uh have publics included um have made mass mandatory but they, they've all done this weird like they're mandatory in a week like walmart was the 20th i think and i think Publix did the 21st instead of just like saying tomorrow i don't understand why they're giving well, like four days notice i I feel like if you're going to do something like that, uh, it still boggles my mind why people don't have masks, but uh, a lot of people don't have masks. So, I mean, I guess to give people a chance to get those, I don't, I don't know. I saw a video recently where a black man was uh, pretty much assaulted because he forgot his mask at home and the mask order in his town or whatever had just gone into effect that morning or you know the day before um you know i i feel like people need some time to prepare um you know but i mean realistically if you like tied a t-shirt to your face people would be content like the mask a lot of the masks that we're wearing are 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 nothing more than that and so it it, it, there are ways around not no one deserves to be assaulted for it mind you that's not what i'm saying oh no i know that's not what um, i'm saying well just just for clarity purposes but you know, like, um, it, it's, 
I, I, I assume that's the reason that they do the, that time is to give people a chance. But keep in mind that well, almost all of those companies have something in place now where you don't have to go to the store. Like oh, Walmart has most of the Walmarts that I, at least around here, have converted where you have the, the order online pickup outside, like so they can bring you your groceries. And most of them have like they no longer require you to sign for it. They, they ask your name. They will put everything in the trunk for you. Um, so you can literally have like contactless shopping with the employees so like there are ways and of course there's like instacart and uh ship it or shipped or something like that there's like at least three or four delivery services that work with a lot of the other chain grocery stores like there are ways to get your stuff without the mask i guess is my point and um i i've used those uh when i'm because i don't like super crowded like i try to like go grocery shopping when it's less busy and things like that Mm -hmm. um and like i i went to walgreens an hour ago um because I, I was having a bit of a, a crisis and I decided I needed to have some uh, healthy ice cream, I guess you could say, like the Halo Top. Halo Top, um, yes. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, good. <laughs> I, needed, I needed something sweet. I was, like, losing my mind today. Um, and I was, like, again, I was good. And oddly, the ice cream and Gilmore Girls right before this podcast gave me enough energy to not uh, sound like Carlo did on the other podcast. That's what I was, like, going into this. Like, I'm, I'm not going to be able to have the energy to, to be – upbeat and happy um and uh i I'm, I'm okay right now but i i had several hours of just like sheer funk and you know what the dumbest thing is though the thing that i think is getting me the most is uh two it's two things but for uh, most of the last several years i was not a social person like i i ultimately would just it was just me and kathy and taylor um but in the last year I developed a friend group that we were spending Friday nights. We'd go to dinner and when we played magic, right. And it became so ingrained into my world that I, it's, I miss it so much right now. Um, that's that social kind of like brotherly group that we, we had established and it was this cool routine, you know, um, every Friday, pretty much, uh, we would have dinner and then we play magic and um, there are other people at the, the shop that we played with that I didn't know very well. But over the last several months, we've become friends with all these people. And now, like, not having either of those two things is bugging me. And just, like, I want to go to restaurants. Like, that's the – I know it's such a dumb, you know, place of privilege mindset. But I Thank like you for going not. to a restaurant. Well, yes, right. And, and you know, because that's one of the things they're saying is we're, like, the worst place. Like, there's one – or two places around here that I will eat outside. Like they have the patio set up and that's supposed to be still, you know, it's a risk, but it's a less of a risk because you're outside. But our weather sucks right now. Like it's either way too hot or it's raining. And, uh, I was kind of looking forward to that. That was my plan for tonight. It was like, it was Taylor was going to be gone. So it was just me, me and Kathy. I was like, we'll go to the, the nice little Mexican restaurant that has the patio seating and then rain. And it's just like, Okay, that was the, like the one thing I had like looking forward to and taken away um, again, and it's just like everything's being taken away, um, including protesters in in Oregon. But you know, dude, mm. yeah, life is insane. I don't know what the hell is happening. Um, anyways, we haven't mentioned this is a podcast about movies. Uh, we watch based on a theme, and this is July, twenty twenty. Um, one for the books, uh, we'll say. Um, 
this month's theme is small screen. Uh, appropriately, it was going to be small screen anyways, but it's appropriately so since there are no big screens right now for us to go to, with the exception of a few drive-ins scattered, uh, you know, around. Um, our movie for tonight, the one that we will be reviewing in, in its entirety, is a Shudder original that Corey selected called Yummy. Um, we'll get to that in a little bit, but before we do, we like to catch up on how things have been going, which we've already started, and then um, what we've been watching since the last time we recorded. Uh, so, anything specific you want to mention from this week? Because, like you said, you've had a rough week as well. Um, I just feel, I mean, I don't know about you, but I know when sometimes when I'm having a bad day or a bad week or whatever, that it's me, that it's, it's me. It's, I'm the... I don't want to say the cause of it, but I just know that it's me. And I feel a little validated when I hear that other people are having rough days or uh, weeks too. Not that I want them to, but that it's, I don't know. You're not alone. Maybe yeah, a no, little I... more human. Yeah. Um, you know, I I mean, something good did happen this week. <laughs> um, so I don't remember exactly when it broke. But we had like dimmer switches for our kitchen and our dining room, and uh-huh. um, the one for our dining room broke before like our mutual friend came to visit in like early October. It had already been broken for a couple of months. But I've never hired an electrician. I figured it was going to be a million dollars, you know. Um, so, and then our kitchen one went out, and it was really creepy because it was like buzzing and crackling in the wall and I'm like oh my god our house is gonna burn down how am I gonna get my cats out of here <laughs> you know <laughs> my husband will be fine he'll be able to get himself out but my plants you know but um so we got that fixed and they fixed a few other things in our house so I mean that's nice and we're getting a dishwasher next week finally we haven't had one for probably about two years and usually it's fine but dude I swear we've already talked about this but I swear we are making so many more dirty dishes during quarantine. So many uh, more dishes. And I like just stand there for, I swear, 30 minutes just washing dishes. Just washing. Washing. Looking like a creep looking out my back window because it looks into like, I mean, we all have privacy fences. But, you know, to the back of my neighbor's house. And I'm just imagining that they're going to come over and just see me just awkwardly staring out my window. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I <laughs> I feel like we just have so many more chores now. But I mean, at least that good thing happened. But I just am feeling I feel like you too. And I, you know, like, how long has it been since we've gone to the movies? We're gonna start getting pe- uh, charged for our regal passes soon in less than yep. a month. And I don't even feel safe going even if they had a movie that I want to see really bad. I'm not gonna go. I miss going to brunch with my friend. I, I don't know. I just I'm not very social either, but, and I only have like one friend I hang out with and like two friends I hang out with here. And that's all the social stimulation that I need, but I miss it. Yeah. And <sighs> and it's not anything uh, exciting. It's like brunching and plant shopping, maybe going to the record store. I'm not very chronically mild. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's, but, you know, we did, um, We've made a couple of trips out this week uh, to, to I, it's, you know, like we, we went to Five Below and Target the other day. What's Five Below? Um, what's Five Below? Yeah. It's it's like a inflated Dollar Tree. No. It's, oh, I was so excited. That was like, that's funny. I, I, I was in that store in my brain. I was making stupid jokes about the temperature. Like I was just because I, I get um, 
because I'm very paranoid about everything right now. So like I walk around with like my hands like to like cupped together. Oh no, like they're like in front of my chest because I don't want to touch anything. So like I'm kind of like clasping my hands. Um, and so I, I must look insane, but, uh, um, in my head, I'm like, I'm very like trying to distract myself from like the reality that I'm probably surrounded by people who are sick and, um, but I wasn't going to go like Kathy and Taylor were going to go. And then I was just like, I need, I, I felt like I needed to get out of the house and I know it's, it's such a risk and I don't want to take it. But at the same time, I'm like, I also don't want to spiral into a severe depression where I can't function. So I needed to just go. And, um, all I get, yeah, everything in the store is $5 or less. So like I said, it's an inflated dollar tree. Um, you know, but, uh, they have some nicer stuff every once in a while. They got some cool t-shirts, uh, honestly for five bucks. And then I, they always have some good beef jerky, which is all I bought. Um, and, uh, you know, the, like that was, I was I was stressed being out, but at the same time, like I need I definitely needed to get out. So, and partly, um, my cat. So I have two cats. One is technically my daughter's, and the other one is Ramona. Well, Ramona's my daughter's, and Bella's mine. And um, Bella has developed this like she likes one treat. It's this uh, it's Meow Mix like Irresistibles or something like that, right? It's the mm-hmm. only treat she'll eat. And like she expects, she's bossy about the treats. Like <laughs> she knows when it's time. And the only store that sells the big container is Target. So like that was my main reason for it justifying going was that I, she was almost out of treats, and I knew she would not leave me alone if I didn't have more to give her on the time that we do it every. Like she asks in the morning, and I always say no. I never give her treats in the morning, but she still gives me crap in the morning about it. And then I at like six thirty, seven o'clock, it's treat time, and like. She will show up out of nowhere and like, hey, treat. I'm like, all right, it's treat time. So that was my big justification was like, I, my, my cat needs these treats. Uh, they're, you can get them on Amazon, but they're actually like, they're more money and they make you buy them in bulk. Like I have to buy like oh. four packs of them. And I'm like, I don't want to drop. Like, yeah, it's like 30 bucks. I'm like, Holy. It, well, but for the four packs, it's like seven bucks for the one. Yeah, but, but you guys yeah. have two cats. Does only one of them eat the treats? Yes, only oh, Bella eats cheese and rice, man. I would be afraid they would go out of date. I'm really weird about the dates on things, guys. No, a hundred percent. That's why I didn't want to buy them because I'm like, yeah. I don't know if we'll, if we'll go through them fast enough. Um, Bella will be eating nothing but treats for all her meals. I'm kidding. <laughs> she would love that because they're yeah. like they're like soft, and I think that's why she <sighs> likes them so much. But, um, but yeah, uh, so that was my justification. But anyways, um, well, I'm glad you got out. I'm glad you got ice cream. That Halo top is legit, man. Yeah, I got the peanut butter cup kind, and that oh, was I like, love that it was kind. it was so have, good. Um, have you had the candy bar one? I don't think so. Is it just called candy bar, or is it a specific flavor? I, I think it's like candy bar. I think it has like little pieces of pretzel or something in it. Huh. It is delicious. Well, so I I'm, I was happy. I found out like a week ago that Walgreens started carrying it. So like, cause I don't like it's it's probably a dollar cheaper if I bought it at like the actual supermarket, but. Um, I tried not to keep it in the house cause I tried to, mm-hmm. cause it's still like a lot of calories, you know, like considering it's, it's no nutritional value. Um, and, uh, I saw it at, they have three flavors at Walgreens, but they also have two Briars, like low calorie ice cream oh. where it's like the whole pint's like 300 and Briars I bought their, like Halo Top is better for the locale, I think. Okay. Um, at least from, I had the mint chocolate chip. Um, from Briars, which I am a big mint chocolate chip fan. 
Uh, I didn't think it was that good. Um, it tasted like diet ice cream. That's the thing. I don't think Halo Top tastes like diet ice cream to me. It tastes like ice cream. Mm-hmm. And it could be because I've deprived myself of real ice cream quite a bit for a while now. But, um, like, I've had Rebel. And Rebel Rebel's fine, but it definitely doesn't. It, it You know you're eating something that's, like, made for less calorie kind of eating, right? Um, or dieting, I guess, to be accurate to what I'm saying. But the Briars was okay. Uh, Halo Top, I definitely think, is the best um, of the ones that I've tried. And then I can't remember the... Oh, Enlightened has really good ice cream bars that are low-cal uh, low or low-carb, uh, depending on which one you're going for. But, oh, I haven't um, seen that before. Yeah, Publix carries I those, and I like those cow. a lot. Um, skinny Cow is not super skinny, though. Like, they're like the pre-real like diet ice cream. Like They're like they're less than regular ice cream. But my, I, from what, I haven't looked recently, but from what I, when I first started like keto and stuff, they were way still like a lot of added sugar and stuff on them, um, compared to a lot of the keto stuff. We're talking about ice cream. I need to say something sad. Oh. So again, I don't go here very often cause it's not good for me, but I freaking love Ben and Jerry's and we had a Ben and Jerry shop in downtown Boise. Oh yeah. And it closed forever. I like and the Ben and Jerry I- shops. Yeah, man. I I'll give you ten dollars for ice cream. I only do it a few times a year. Well, that was I was I had to show a lot of willpower because Walgreens had Ben and Jerry's pints two oh, for seven dollars, and I I just glanced at the calories and I was like, yeah, no, that's not. Isn't happening. it like, like the eight hundred a pint? It, the one that I I didn't even I don't know what flavor it was. It was just the one that was like turned where I could see it without like touching it. It was like eleven hundred for the, mm. the pint, and I was like, Mm-mm, nope, because one. I'm eating the pint. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's why I'm here. Oh. I'm not here to get, like, a spoonful of ice cream. Like, I'm going to eat the pint. I need – it needs to be under 400 calories. So, Halo Top is where it's at. <laughs> um, go ahead. Oh, Bill and I share a pint, and I like to mix almond milk and mine in a glass. It's very delicious. Hmm. Make it more like, like a milkshake? Milkshake. Mm-hmm. True, true. Um, I had bought uh, some Lily – a Lily's chocolate bar that's, like – uh, they, it's made out of the like keto sugar kind of thing, you know, like stevia or one of those uh, sugar alcohols that, that that don't count against your net carbs. Uh, those are pretty good candy bars. Uh, they they it is a it is a candy bar, so don't confuse it. It's not like a protein bar. It's like a legit chocolate bar, but it's made with uh, low sugar. Um, Lily's chocolate seems to be the keto friendly chocolate company. They do like chocolate chips and stuff for baking as well. Oh, yeah. Isn't it L-I-L-L-Y? Yes, I think so. I feel like I've seen their stuff before. Yeah, the chocolate bar. It's weird, though, because Target's the only store that I've seen carry the chocolate bars around here. Um, they have three. Two of them cost, like, three bucks, and one of them's fifty. and I don't know why. They're the same size. Like, I don't know. The one that I keep buying is the fifty one. It's just, like, almonds and chocolate. And I'm like, the other ones are more flavors. I don't remember what they are, but it's like, they're the same size. Why are they a dollar fifty more? Um, so I don't know what those taste like. They're probably better. Uh, cause the one I get is good, but it's definitely like, you know, it's not, you can tell it's, it's a the texture's not as melty as like real chocolate would be kind of thing, but, um, mm-hmm. still very good. It, and it's, it hits that craving if you're having like a chocolate craving, but all right, that's enough about food. Let's get into what we've been watching since the last time we recorded. Um, sweets or food. Um, <laughs> You want to go first or second? Yeah, I'll go first. All right. Okay. So <laughs> I'm sure you deducted from my uh, Twitter post that I'm rewatching Parks and Rec. Um, I think this is a fifth time. 
and it just makes me happy and makes me feel good. Um, I finished Juon Origins. Oh. I don't feel like we needed that series. And I think it was only six episodes. I mean, it's fine, but I kind of like where the movie just picks up where it was that one event that, like, caused that, I don't know, like, that energy in the house instead of mm. them making it, like, a big, long thing. Um, <laughs> I uh, rewatched Double Jeopardy with uh ashley judd and um oh my god tommy tommy lee jones i watched we rented a couple movies this week we uh watched relic and swallow both ifc midnight movies um definitely recommend actually i feel like out of a lot of the horror movies that I've watched recently, both of those are legit. I think that I did enjoy Swallow better than Relic, but Relic was still pretty good. Um, I forget what the other IFC Midnight... Oh, I think we watched The Wretched recently, so... Yeah. Uh, and I also feel like we're gonna... I'm gonna end up with IFC streaming, because they're getting more of my money anyway with rentals. Um, I watched Shutter Original Lake of Death which is a Norwegian horror movie. Um, I don't really know how I feel about the ending, but I thought they had some pretty cool stuff in the movie. I liked, um, like, how they built so much suspense and, like, made it feel voyeuristic with, like, the use of the camera. And I thought that a few of the scenes were particularly aesthetically pleasing and creepy. And then, yeah, that's it. And then, of course, our movie for this week. I, um, I've been watching Gilmore Girls. Um, I am on season four now. Uh, and I'm, I'm at a point where I don't know. It, like, it's hitting, like, where I'm not loving it as much. But mm-hmm. I'm also not disliking it. But it's, like, in this weird kind of, like, I, I don't know if the show... I feel like they're jumping around with plot points in ways that I don't enjoy. Like where they'll like they'll introduce something and we won't see it for several episodes, but it doesn't feel it doesn't make sense why we're not seeing it. Like it feels like this should be immediately resolved, not weeks later. Because that's the episodes. Like the time between episodes jumps a lot. Like sometimes it's only oh. a day, and other times it's like it's been three months. You know, and so because like each season covers about a school year. That seems to be the uh, the the average, um, which makes sense because it is. It's Lorelai's story, but it's Rory's story also. And so, like, the show starts when she's a sophomore in high school. Now she's in season four. She started at Yale. Um, and spoiler, I guess, because uh, she always wanted to go to Harvard. And she ends up at Yale. Um, but I, I don't dislike the show. I'm not done with the show. But it, it, it is, like, some of the, the – it feels a little too dramatic. And some of the people, I just, like – I wish people would just explain what they're going through. Like, like they always dance around what the issue is instead of just being straightforward what the issue is. And it's like, if you would just say exactly what you were thinking, so much of the yelling and arguing could be resolved. And like that, that always drives me crazy. Cause I, I'm like, I'm, I'm fine with conflict. People will disagree, but it doesn't have to be always a, always a misunderstanding. Like once in a while, sure. Misunderstandings happen, but like, when it's like every single time these two characters have an argument, it's simply because they're not sharing 
all of the information, which is a character trait, but it's a character trait that annoys the crap out of me. So it's like, I wish it would be resolved. But um, I watched uh, the new Lonely Island film, which is on Hulu called Palm Springs. Um, it's Lonely Island produced. Uh, only Andy Samberg is in the film, I think. I don't believe any of the other Lonely Island guys are in there. If they are, they are definitely sub-characters. Um, and it is so good. It is, uh, I don't want to spoil anything, but it, it's built into the premise. Um, there is a, uh, Groundhog Day element built into it, but it's, it's so well done. It's a great little rom-com. If you haven't watched Palm Springs on Hulu, uh, you do it. It's super fun. Um, it's a good time. Uh, then I watched Relic, um, because we rented and I, I enjoyed Relic. Uh, my review for that just dropped at burkreviews.com actually. Um, the Blank Check podcast, the podcast I'm a big fan of, uh, they are currently doing Nora Ephron movies, um, which we did on this show. We did Sleepless in Seattle um, a couple years ago, I think. Mm-hmm. So I watched uh, You've Got Mail um, for the first time because that was the uh, the movie they were on for the podcast, um, which is really good, too. Um, I love Tom Hanks. Uh, the more I see him, the more I tend to enjoy him. Um, I then watched Nora Ephron's uh, follow-up to You've Got Mail, Lucky Numbers. Um, that movie is uh, John Travolta and oh. Lisa Lisa Kudrow, and it is so crazy and dark. And um, Tim uh, Tim Roth is in it, and he's really great. I actually like him a lot in this. I don't I like, like the movie much. It's not good, but there's some weird stuff in it, and uh, Ed O'Neill's in it, and um, there's some other like bigger name people now. Uh, I mean, Ed O'Neill was you know, in his like middle area. Cause it was at post married with children, but before, um, uh, what the show he's on now, I can't think of what it's called. Um, modern family. Oh, um, so, Oh, that was the weird cameo. So Michael Moore is in the movie. Um, who, you know, director, documentary, filmmaker, anti-Trump, uh, person. And he's, he plays such a creepy character. I was so like thrown off. Bill Pullman's in it. And he, he's, playing like this like the worst police officer like imaginable um maria bamford is cameo uh she's a comedian um michael rapaport is in a kind of crazy role it's it's a really dark twisted film i had no idea what it was about uh other than the lottery element to it i had no clue all of the weird twists and and turns um uh, then i watched a film i can't tell you anything about it doesn't come out on vod until august 7th but it's called She Dies Tomorrow. Um, I can't tell you what I thought. I can only say that I watched it, but uh, look forward to my review about that movie. Um, and it will be available on VOD everywhere on August 7th, which is my birthday. Um, watch Yummy for this podcast we're about to do. I watched Blind Spotting for the sixth or seventh time. Uh, <laughs> nice. To, but I recorded an episode of Matt's podcast, The uh, Back Row. Matt is from whatiwatchtonight.co.uk. Uh, he and I do the Bloody Awesome Movie Podcast together um, and the Movie Astrology Podcast together. And uh, he does, um, for What I Watch Tonight, he does The, the Back Row. And um, we did an episode on Blind Spotting where uh, we talked about why it's one of my favorite movies. And um, how great it is. We kind of go beat by beat. Uh, spoilers for that movie. But um, that will be dropping on Tuesday. And then um, our next episode of Bloody Awesome Movie Podcast, Matt and I are reviewing Mucho Mucho Amor. Have you heard of this movie, Corey? I started watching it. Ah, um, well, I watched it today. Uh, I, oh man, um, cried a couple times. Not gonna lie. Uh, 
I was, but like happy tears. And also like, um, it, I would say documentary wise, it felt very similar, not as impactful, but similar to, uh, won't you be my neighbor? Um, because while this guy is a celebrity, um, kind of self-made character like Mr. Rogers, uh, the, there are some elements to his path that I don't fully buy into, which is, I think why you said you started it, I'm guessing. Um, but, uh, cause he's, he's, uh, an astrologist. Um, and I don't fully buy into that. And then also, uh, apparently being good at astrology implies that you're also a psychic, I guess. I never made that distinction. Um, in one way I related to him because I write horoscopes for movie astrology. Uh, whenever we do, uh, the different years, I have to write a horoscope that are always movie themed. Um, I have no powers, no, no real rules of deduction, just, you know, a sense of irony and the ability to craft uh, sentences that sound like they're telling the future. But, um, I love it. Uh, you know, it, I, I did find the documentary to be very interesting. I'm looking forward to talking with Matt about it to see what he thought. Um, but uh, I know a lot of people, our, our friend Alejandro, uh, director, filmmaker Alejandro, um, posted uh, he loved it on Instagram, and Big Tuna recommended I watch it before it hit Netflix. Um, so, couple of people that I know were already rooting for it. Um, you said you started it. How come you, uh, you stopped? Um, because I, what, I don't know. <laughs> I wasn't in the mood, I guess. Sure. To watch no, it. I... I think I got like 30 or 35 minutes into it and it was time for me to cook dinner or do something. And I just didn't feel like going back to it because I wasn't in the mood where I wanted to read what I was watching. Ah. on that particular day because some of it isn't some of it in english and some of it's in yeah Spanish. it bounces back and forth quite a bit um yeah which we've had a couple things this week that we've watched that do that um but i just i don't know i feel like it it was a compelling story like i think that you know he is a character um i'm like you know, hearing about just some of the people he got to meet, you know, I, yeah, uh, I'll probably go back. It's definitely worth watching. And the story is, um, there's some, there's some crazy stuff, um, that goes on in that, that like, nothing like insane. Like, it's not like, uh, three identical strangers crazy, but it's, you know, it is like, man, this business is, is brutal. You know, the show business, it, it's some of the things, um, and, uh, you know, there's some celebrity cameos because he has had a huge impact on um, the Spanish television world and, and the world in general. But he definitely is a uh, Spanish TV uh, Telemundo um, icon. So uh, Walter Mercado, which I did not say his name. But all right. That's what we've been watching. Are you ready to get into uh, Yummy here momentarily? Yeah. Before we do, we'll be right back after uh, a word from a sponsor. And we are here to talk about Yummy, which, again, is on Shudder. Um, I believe it's a Shudder original, though I don't know. It doesn't say that on any of their posters, but I feel like it's only on – I know for sure it's only on Shudder right now. But um, the movie's called Yummy. It's from 2019. Uh, I'm going to read the synopsis even though it's ridiculously long. Uh, Yummy is an orgy of blood, violence, and fun in which a young couple travel to a shabby Eastern European hospital for plastic surgery. The young woman wants a breast reduction. 
Her mother comes along for yet another facelift. Wandering through an abandoned ward, the boyfriend stumbles upon a young woman gagged and strapped to an operating table. Man, this is like a, not a synopsis at all. This is on IMDb, folks. She is the result of an experimental rejuvenation treatment. Jesus. Um, he frees her on accident and an outbreak ensues, and we get zombies. Um, stars, <laughs> I don't think was... uh, Yeah, that was pretty much the breakdown. Um, I, I am going to so butcher these people's names, so I apologize in advance. It's directed and written by Lars Demois. Demois? I forget how to do the E-A-U-X sound. Uh, de, de, I, it's like, I think it's uh, like who? Whatever. I apologize, Lars. Um, and Eveline Hagenbeek. I should have looked these up. Um, I'm going to butcher the actor's name. So the lead actress, Alice, is the character's name is Allison. I can say that one. Her real name is Mike Neuville. I'm sure I, I said that one wrong. Uh, Michael is Bart Hollanders. I got that one. Um, ben Benjamin Ramon is Daniel. Clara Clemens is Yana. Um, Anik Chris, ooh, Christians is Sylvia, and then Eric Godon is Dr. K. Um, I guess Joshua Rubin deserves one. He's he's in there for a bit. There's a couple of characters who are definitely, I, they're not showing pictures that are relevant, but I don't know who they are because they don't have pictures on IMDb, so I can't pull them off. Um, and it has a 6.0 uh, IMDb user score, but that's all we got to, to base it on. Um, this movie was recommended for Corey from Big Tuna. And because uh, he knows she likes horror, although I don't know if he understands what type of horror you like. Um, but Yummy was Corey's pick for small screen. And I'd like to start with you, Corey. What did you think of Yummy? Oh, God. Ridiculous. Um, in a good I, way or a bad way? Uh, I think in a bad way because I don't. I feel like it's a movie that maybe couldn't get its tone right. Like. If they were trying to be big and ridiculous and you could tell, I think it would have maybe been a different movie. You know what I mean? Um, or like campy, but I feel like their tone was too serious, I guess, for that. Um, I mean, I felt like it could have been a compelling storyline because um, I don't think we've had any like zombie movies about this you know where they're going to go get cosmetic surgery i don't know i felt like it had its strong points but then in spoilers i'll talk about some really cheesy things that i just didn't understand um yeah well um i i often uh when i'm watching a movie i know big tuna has seen i will end up texting with him um, like thoughts as it's happening, and give me his uh, number. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> um, I, I actually liked it. Um, I, I don't think it's like a masterpiece or anything like that, but I, I had fun with it. Um, but early on, I don't remember what I sent something. It was like what blah blah blah, and he was like, I feel like they take themselves too seriously at first, but then they they really dig into the humor as it goes, and I I don't know if that helped shape my experience with it. Or if that's just how I also felt, because that's how I felt. Like, at first, it felt like they were, like, this is a grounded horror film, and we're going to be, like, yeah. you know. And then um, I feel like there's some signs early on that it's going to be lighthearted. And this this isn't a spoiler, but um, they hit a, an animal uh, on their way, like, driving. 
and he's going to put it out of its misery, and he's, he's about to stab it with a stick, and before he can, another car speeds past him, like, almost recklessly, where it almost killed him, hitting the, the animal and blood splattering all over him, and him puking. And it's it's clearly meant to be comedic. It's also supposed to scare us in like a jump scare kind of way, but then like jump scare and then immediately alleviate with the laughter. And I feel like the movie does some really great scenes that we will save for spoiler uh, that I, I might be the scenes you think are cheesy. Um, I will say I was overly harsh with uh, two things about this film. Um, one because of the the tagline, which. Um, I did not. <laughs> I'm looking at right now. Yeah, I, I keep forgetting it. It's um, facelifts, boob, boob jobs, and zombies. I thought this was going to be like an overly sexual film, and yeah. it's not. Um, that's not to say it's it's completely free of it, but it is not. It's not over the top. And honestly, uh, there's as much male nudity as there is female nudity in this I, film. I was kind of surprised by some of that, actually. Me too. And again, because I went in with this kind of like, oh God, I even warned Kathy, I'm like, I, I'm pretty sure there's going to be a lot of boobs in this movie because of the tagline. Um, there's not. And I don't think I read the whole synopsis before we watched it. So I didn't know like that she was going to a hospital for a boob reduction or a breast reduction, um, which the movie kind of mocks like the male gaze like right away. Um, because there's, she's in the car, I think it's the opening shot, there's a bus of, like, soccer players, I think, um, and they catch sight of her cleavage, and they start, like, not even discreetly trying to, like, get her attention. Completely inappropriate. Completely inappropriate. And it's supposed to set up why she would want the reduction. Um, and there, there is some, like, there's some mocking of that as well. Like, you know, like guys are like, Oh, why would you want to do that? You're so perfect. And girls say that to her as well. Um, and not in a sexual way for, from the girls, at least it didn't come off that way where the guys came off as skeezy and creepy for saying it, but they do come off as skeezy and creepy for saying it, which I guess is a, a good thing. Um, but I was, I was pleased that, uh, there is a lot of gore. This is a horror movie. So don't, don't take like, it's definitely an R film. Um, and there is some nudity because there are women, uh, well, sorry, it, it would be R if it would have gone theatrical, but it didn't have a theatrical run. Um, well, okay, I have a question about that, but we can save it till spoilers. Okay, um, and the, uh, it is a, a, a French film, I guess. Um, I know the, the first character speak French, but they go to um, an Eastern European hospital and there, there seems to be a mixture of languages there. I think some people speak German, if I'm not mistaken. Um, or something there, but, uh, they do speak English, um, throughout most of the film. There's subtitles at parts, uh, then characters start speaking English and it's kind of all over the place with that. Um, but yeah, uh, for me, I thought it was fun. Um, I thought the performances were solid. Uh, like I, it didn't feel like some cheap, like knockoff horror film to me. Like it felt, it's definitely feels low budget and indie, um, at times, but not in a bad way. Like that's not a, crit a, a criticism. I thought the cast was good. Um, in fact, the more I think about uh, Michael as a character, he kind of reminds me of uh, the obnoxious guy in Shaun of the Dead. I'm trying to think of his name. The guy with glasses. Michael the boyfriend. That's what his name. Yeah, in this movie. Okay. I'm not sure what you just asked me. That's what I was clarifying. Oh, uh, oh, I'm sorry. Michael was that her boyfriend in this movie? Yes, the guy with the glasses. Okay. I can't remember their names. Ah, uh, Allison is the main character. Michael is the boyfriend that's with the... And they're with the mom, Sylvia. 
Um, and then they meet, uh, Daniel is the guy that works at the hospital who is, uh, skeezy. Okay. Um, but so, uh, I think that's it. Non-spoiler. Is there anything else before we get to spoilers? No. Well, let's dive into spoilers. Guys, from here on out, we're going to talk about Yummy, a Shutter original in great detail. You have been warned. Okay, best joke in the movie is the dick joke. Like, the the, the guy's there to get a penis extension. Oh. Uh, so, they're in the kitchen. They're going to have sex. He He's like, I have to be careful. They don't show the sex, which I thought, again, good restraint, right? Like, they, they show the penis being unwrapped. Um, they cut away, we cut back to them being done. Apparently they have a sink that has boiling water in it for some reason. I don't fully understand that. Um, but he, he wash, he's washing the sex off of his penis, burns himself. She gives him some kind of cream. I don't know where she got the cream or why she thought it was okay to just hand somebody random cream, but he starts rubbing it on his penis. Uh, they use a lighter to like read it. It sets his dick on fire take the fire extinguisher and we get some Terminator two type, like frozen shattering. <laughs> like, <laughs> um, and in the commentary to me there, like he, he picks up his broken penis and has been hiding from zombies from the get go. Like he, he tossed a woman down the stairs to get away. Like he is not a, he's an, he asshole. Has been, he's an asshole and has been purposely doing everything he can to keep himself alive. But now that his penis is in jeopardy, he risks it all to go find a doctor and dies. <laughs> so I, I thought that whole sequence was really funny and yeah, uh, just deserves. I did not like this setup. I don't know. I wanted to punch him in the face. And I'm sure that that's what's supposed to be, you know, what they were yeah. going for there. But God, I wanted to punch him. Um, and I'm just like, really? You're about to die from zombies and this is what you're doing in a kitchen right now? Like, no, no, no. Um. To but be I mean, fair, there is a strong precedence for that in the horror genre in general. Word. Right? People having word. sex when it makes zero sense. Like, no. But really, no, when the there time. are zombies? Dude. <laughs> I don't know. Um, I thought that most of the gore in this movie was very, very high quality. Yes. Uh, the, the special blood? effects for the blood and the guts. Like, some of it was... Yeah. There's a zombie with no legs that is eating her own guts? Yes! She's on the... Um, if anyone the, the, wants to the, see it, it's on the yeah, poster. The, and but like there's this green ooze that makes zero sense like it, i don't understand what it's supposed to be but it's so gross i was like oh please turn away i don't want to watch this anymore like <laughs> even just eating her like innards though yeah <laughs> and then doesn't she like start dragging herself through the hospital <laughs> leaving like Dra- this dragging blood? dragging does not give justice <laughs> to what she's doing she is running with her hands like <laughs> She is fast. Like, it is not like she's, like, slowly coming. She is, like, as she's keeping up with Allison, who is on both legs, no injuries shown. Like, uh, yeah, she is chasing her down. Um, it is insane. The zombie, uh, they take on kind of an animalistic quality a lot of times in this, where they're, like, running on all fours more. And Yeah, um, we're, like, dragging their whole body. Like, there's yes. one zombie that's just, like, I, but they're kind of like on. I don't know. I thought that that was cool that they all weren't doing the same thing. Right. It, I mean, I it is, and they kind of allude to the explanation of the zombies being like stem cell research of sorts, um, at least some kind of rejuvenation therapy. Um, I, I definitely missed uh, 
the part like I, I think I missed a few little details because I was like yeah I'm not super sold on the plot I just I like zombie movies you're keeping me entertained um the humor is is frequent like Allison gets a lot of people killed like she brings the zombie into like the operating room and like gets everybody killed ultimately there and then she runs uh Michael we thought Michael died because he gets electrocuted trying to kill the first zombie they encounter um and then he like almost dies like four or five times. So we, multiple times we think Michael is dead and he's not dead. Um, and uh, those scenes are all pretty funny. And again, I think that like, but they play them straight. Like they're not like laughing at them themselves or anything like that. It's played as if it's serious, but it's, it's definitely like, like Michael is bleeding a lot out of his head and he didn't die. Um, they, I, I think they play fast and loose a little bit with their rules. Like there's a moment um, where Sylvia has been bit. And they're like they're creeping by a zombie that's like I think it's tangled in its own guts, if I remember correctly. Like its intestines are wrapped around like a hospital bed, and it's like so it can't quite reach Ugh. them. And so like they're creeping by, creeping by, and he's like oh, snapping yeah. at all of them. And then when she comes by, he stops, implying that he can smell she's a zombie already. Which, if you know zombie lore, that's often a, a thing that zombies won't attack other zombies; they only attack uh, live live animals or people. That doesn't make sense because the one zombie is eating her own guts. It doesn't. That's a valid point. I think I'm saying they play fast and loose with their rules yeah. because the, they establish that. And that seems like it's going to be relevant later. And there is an opportunity with Daniel who's been bit, but lies about it where they should have, that should have come back into play where she realizes that he's been bit because like another zombie stops. Cause she, she seemed like Allison seems to notice the zombie stops snapping at her mother, even though she's in denial about her mom turning. Um, they they play on the vaccine thing for a minute, which I thought was really interesting. I don't think I've ever seen a zombie movie try to like create a vaccine oh, like word. on the fly. And I was like, oh, that would be really cool if they actually do it. And I also thought they would because there's this creepy lizard monster thing. I don't know you what know, that is. I thought it was a frog. What a, it was like it was in a, like maybe it was supposed to. It was probably supposed to be like a a, a fetus or something. That's what I was uh, wondering. I don't. But know. I don't know what it, it's. It's a cute CGI monster. Um, it bites Michael. And Michael apparently isn't infected. I forget why he says he's not infected. But I thought maybe the bite was going to become the thing that they needed to make the vaccine. And that's just completely dropped. Like, the vaccine's like... Because Michael, they keep saying Michael is going to be a doctor, is going to be a doctor. I was sure he was going to be the one to solve the vaccine, right? Like, this redemptive quality about him. Like, he dropped out of med school, but here he is. When when it crunch time, he pulls it out. That doesn't happen either. Like, so there's a lot of little, like... I wouldn't call them plot holes. I just feel like missed opportunities is more like they, they didn't have to fill it, but they set up this really interesting idea and then they didn't do anything with it. And so that, you know, not again, movies still fun. It's popcorn entertainment, but I saw, I saw all these little like barbs of intrigue that I hadn't really seen other zombie movies play on that. I wish they would have developed a little bit more um, to just, go that route like you introduce this idea of vaccines let mike you, michael is a failed doctor vaccines not quite working michael says i'll keep working on it he should have established it and again he gets bit and he says like i maybe i'm not infected why he got bit by something that was dead and now alive if he's not infected does he have the like well, the blood to be you know uh cured kind of thing you know well i mean i don't know i if i were around zombies and then some little frog thing bit me i wouldn't necessarily think that it's this you know what i mean i i would kind of think of it as if a dog had bit me 
he initially <laughs> thought he was infected though. Like, and then Word. as time went by, he said, maybe I'm not infected. So like, it, it is. Because... Oh, go ahead. No, it's it's just it's in the it's in the text um, that he thought he was infected, and then he isn't, and then you know. But also, again, Daniel's bit, he's lying about it. I think Daniel's his name. I'm pretty sure it is. Um, why not use that zombie? You know, like him not being noticed by a zombie, so that Allison could realize it then. Because eventually, Allison just notices the bloody spot on his shirt. Which, to be honest, I don't know how they didn't notice it faster because it's a big spot on his shirt. Like. I know he was wearing a jacket, but still, like, it wasn't zipped up. He didn't do a good job of trying to hide it. He's running. Yeah, and he stuck, like, tissues in it. Like, it's not like, it's not like <laughs> he had, like, a new shirt or something. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's very yeah. little effort made to cover it up, and he gets by for a while. Um, <sighs> um, and then, uh, you know, so, like, there's there's all that. And in the ending, the I like the ending. I like, nobody lives that Did we you like we've that? met. I did, uh, only because I was so su- surprised, right? Like, because she's made what looks like a getaway. We see Michael has escaped, uh, and we like maybe they'll get together. Instead, she hits Michael, which is I think a callback to him hitting the raccoon at the beginning of the movie, and then um, she hits uh, a tree and is clearly dead. Which I mean, with the zombies getting out the way they were, I thought that was cool too that they were coming through the sewers and like. Yeah, they're all over the town, right? Like, the town's screwed. Yeah, just that they... Because sometimes zombies are dumb in movies, but they didn't really seem that dumb in this movie. Like, they're opening up sewers and crawling out. They... Yeah. I don't know. But, yeah, the town is dead. They're going to probably die anyway. I do want to point out... IMDb has screwed up, in my opinion, because they have the picture... One of the pictures, like, there's only four pictures uh, on the the banner at the top. And one of the pictures is dead Allison. Like, at the end of the movie on the steering wheel. Like, and I'm like, that is, like, the final shot of the film. And it's in your promotional photos. Like, granted, it's a little hard to tell it's Allison. Um, because, like, she's got that big gash in her cheek. Which is so brutal looking, by the way. Um, but, man, I'm just like, why would you have that picture on IMDb? That is literally the end of the but uh I, overall you know i it's a short movie it's 92 minutes um it, it moves quickly it doesn't waste a lot of time like it gets going pretty fast uh i i i kind of like the characters like allison and pookie bear um which is michael's nickname um i i like them uh you know they have that kind of the odd couple everyone can't understand how he got her and the mom makes comments about it and everything and the mom's kind of awful um but she loves her mom um until she turns into a zombie, and then it's verbal abuse all over the place. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you well, know. <laughs> why did you make me dress like a teenage slut or something? Sorry. Oh, why, why, well, she was mad because they were only at, quote-unquote, they were only at this place because the mom wanted to get liposuction and stuff. Oh, that liposuction scene was brutal, huh? The, <laughs> She reverses the switch and it uh, his fat blows up everywhere. Yeah, that was great. All I could think of was Fight Club. <laughs> right. Yes. Uh, they're gonna make soap. Oh, um, and something else about this movie is it was obviously made by horror movie lover, like someone who loves horror movies, because they reference at least two or three horror movies in this movie: Evil Dead and I'm forgetting the other one. Wasn't it this one? No. I'm, oh. 
Mm. I'm pretty sure they referenced. Oh, dang it. I, I think they did. Um, I did not take notes, but I Maybe? feel like there was definitely a reference or two to some other movies. I watched uh, Lake House or Lake of Death or something, too. So I might be getting them mixed up. Sorry, guys. But I thought, I think that it's like of death. I'm sorry. I'm fired. Bye. No, it's okay. <laughs> it's okay. Yeah. But I mean, I. So one of the things that I thought was really cheesy and was completely unnecessary and just like, I don't know, wasn't campy, wasn't funny. There there was like no redeeming quality about it was the stupid parts where like the CGI blood gets on the camera and another part like CGI blood gets on his glasses or something, Michael's glasses. Huh. I just, I don't know. They had such good gore in this and then they like, you know, cheesed it up. It's like, why? It just looked like red bloody water or something. Like, red. I didn't notice water. that, but that's that's maybe, like, me just being accepting of, like, horror movie gore. Um, I feel like those are details I often miss. I hear people say, like, CG blood. I'm like, really? I didn't notice. I mean, like, uh, we reviewed The Old Guard um, for uh, Bloody Awesome. Mm-hmm. And... That like a lot of the blood in that, like from gunshots, is clearly CG. Like that feels like I get why. Um, I mean, squibs are better, but I totally get why uh, they would go CG on that. But um, and that I noticed. But like with horror films and stuff, I don't often, um, unless it looks real bad. I did. I it might have looked bad, but maybe because of all the other gore, I just let it go or whatever. But there was that really cool scene too. Um, that kind of reminded me of Ash and Evil Dead, but um where the one guy i think he's a nurse or something Hmm. or maybe he's a doctor um he gets bitten and to try to contain the infection he like puts his arm in that i don't think it's a paper shredder yeah okay yeah and is like just going wild i don't know how he didn't pass out i feel like a normal person would pass out but i i said this i said to sean they treat uh amputations like it's a minor flesh wound like in this movie (laughs) I was just like, at least I always mix up the word. What is it called when you like burn a wound so it doesn't get infected uh, and all carterized? Okay, yeah. um, they didn't even do that. They wrapped it up, I think, with a dirty T-shirt or right. something. Right? Yeah, they, and and then later, um, her fingers get wedged between the the manual oh. cover. Like it's so brutal, right? And Ugh. I'm like, Ugh. the guy he takes his like the glass from his eyeglasses and cuts Ugh. the tendons of her fingers off, not slowly, mind you. Like, way too fast. Like, there's no way the glass is sharp enough to cut through tendons the the speed in which he does it, right? Like, because it's... He, like, saws through them like it's butter, almost. Like, it's so quick. And then, again, dirty t-shirt wraps around the hand, and she's okay. I'm like, nope. She's dead in five minutes if you don't, like, do something with that. Like, those aren't going to just stop bleeding, like, because you put a shirt on it. But, again, uh, they definitely went fast and loose with those rules. Um, Because, yeah, even, like... It definitely was a paper shredder, and I don't know if there's an industrial shredder that could actually take an arm off, but I'm pretty sure most paper shredders uh, can't do that. Uh, maybe it'll hurt you, but I don't think it'll, like, go down to, like, because he goes up I to mean, his bicep, I think. Like, Yeah, it's past his elbow, man. Yeah. Um, but, again, great for a horror movie. Like, we're not, yeah. obviously, we don't need realism in a horror film, uh, but, yeah, the they, they definitely... It did, and they went they went a little big with the amputation stuff, though. Um, yeah, a lot of the, I mean, the popular zombie tropes are hit in this pretty well, though. I mean, I feel like, though, they 
they, you know, gave us the squirms. Like I was squirming. I felt nauseous. Um, they good body horror. For sure, yeah. Uh, I I definitely squirmed a few times. Um, I can't. I feel like I the one that grossed me out the most was the the zombie eating its own like innards. Yeah. Because um, it's kind of early on. I mean, we've seen some zombies and stuff, but I don't feel like we've like focused on one really like that one. And he did not accidentally let the first zombie go. He un was untying her. He didn't Jeez. untie her. He took the like he thought. He didn't know she was a zombie. Oh, it was the mask, and then she... Oh, and that was a cool scene, too, because her, like, lips were missing and, like, all torn away, and it was just, like, all bloody teeth and, and then flesh. That You mentioned the zombie showing intelligence. She starts gnawing at her restraints, which is not... Um, not even at her own flesh. She gnaws at the restraints. Um, so, again, the zombie showing cognizance that, like, there's... This is stopping me from moving. I don't know if I've ever seen... The only movie I can really recall romero introduces the intelligent zombies in uh, day of the dead but then land of the dead they've really evolved and like they have um one of them has a assault rifle throughout part of the film and that's like part of the the thing and they i think day of the dead does he speak right like doesn't he say like a name or something i think like, so the one that's being trained in the bunker right yeah the one that's like they're domesticating essentially um it is, uh, it's not a new theory that there could be intelligent zombies. And given that the nature of this one doesn't require them to have died from what I can tell, like, like, because they're, they're using like different surgeries and procedures to like mess with them. Um, obviously they, a lot of them are dead or would be dead if they were not zombies. Like if you're missing your bottom half, you're probably not surviving. Although again, if you have a, a dirty t-shirt, apparently you're good. Uh, <laughs> and just tie uh, around your waist. It will stop the bleeding. <laughs> Ditches are a lie. Uh, that's just the doctors racking up the medical bills. All you need is a dirty t-shirt. And you'll be just fine. Um, but uh, yeah, it, it's it's a fun movie. Um, it's silly. It's it's over the top. But there's a lot of gore, and that's I, I had a good time watching it. Like I oh, I, I kind of went in expecting to not enjoy it, and then ended up really enjoying it and thinking it was fun. Okay, so I like it better now that we've talked about it. And I, like, initially liked some of the stuff about it anyway, but, and I liked Allison and Michael. Yeah, I did too. I, I actually enjoyed the characters. Um, I wanted them to make it out. And that's, I guess, why you you didn't really comment on the ending. I, I didn't dislike the ending because, again, I thought it was, it wasn't what I was expecting. I was expecting a happy ending, and we didn't get one. Yeah. I think in a zombie apocalypse movie, that makes a lot of sense. I, it, yeah, because I don't think that, you're i don't know when we see like the zombies coming out and how fast they like take over and people get infected i don't really think there was a chance for them anyway but yeah yeah it, i wasn't expecting it either but i was like really you guys just went through all of that bs and this is it you ran over your boyfriend and then and hit a tree hit a tree and now you're a zombie because that's what's gonna happen you think she's a zombie yeah, I feel like Michael's going to be... I feel like they're all going to be zombies. Yeah, I guess. I mean, depending on the head injury. Her head looked like it was hit pretty hard. So if like if she has a, a head injury, she's probably not going to be a zombie. Word, if My, her brain Michael, is... Yeah, Michael might have survived 
his brain might have survived, so he might be okay. Surviving everything, he's probably fine from this. Right, he gets up and walks off. He's like, oh no. Like, woman, I was going to propose to her. She's trying to yeah. murder me. That's a, he does propose, and she kind of like gets mad at him, and it's like, well, okay, yeah, it probably it's wasn't the best work. time. Yeah. yeah. But, um... Alright, uh, well, that's our review of Yummy. Um, I would say Decent Watch, uh, for sure. It's, it's, it's fun. It's not doesn't revolutionize the genre or anything like that but it is it's a it's a good zombie entry there's plenty of bad zombie movies out there and i definitely had more fun with it than some of the other ones word i think that i'm gonna go with the decent watch too it's definitely better than a few of the other horror movies i've been watching lately and i feel like they did pretty well with whatever budget they had yeah, and it it looks it looks good and um again the the effects are strong um and they do mostly look practical, which is always fun uh, for a zombie mm-hmm. movie. Um, our next episode, we're going to be talking about the uh, Amazon Prime original film, 7500 or 7500. Uh, it stars Joseph Gordon-Levitt, um, o- uh, Omid Memar, Aylin Tazel, Carlo Kitzlinger, uh, oh boy, um, Murathan Musu, and Ariel Thapu. I am sure I said all of those 100% correctly. Uh, it is directed uh, by Patrick Volrath and uh, written by him and Sinead Halabasic. Halabasic? Halabasic. Um, I I didn't know much about this, but I'm a big uh, JGL fan. I do like him. I know people are hot and cold on him at times. Um, it's The synopsis is when terrorists try to seize control of a Berlin-Paris flight, a soft-spoken young American co-pilot struggles to save the lives of the passengers and crew while uh, forging a surprising connection with one of the hijackers. Interesting. Um, I heard it's a pretty intense film. Uh, it's oh. it's um, a suspense thriller action film. Um, I'm I'm in. Uh, it's got a. It doesn't have the best reviews. It has a 58 Metascore um, and a 6.3 IMDb user score. Um, I I feel like it's going to be a heavy talking film. Uh, on the bright side, Corey, it's only an hour and 33 minutes, so it's not... Um, but is it going to feel like an hour and 33 minutes, or like <laughs> <laughs> two hours and 33 minutes? We'll find out. You like JGL, too, from my Sometimes. my recollection. Okay, well, there you go. Sometimes it's better than no times. Um, that said, uh, that is our review slate for the next episode. Um, in the meantime, you can follow us on social media. I am at Burke Reviews, and Corey? At Corey, our star, two R's on the end. And if you like what we're doing, we ask you to take a minute, rate and review the podcast. It helps us to uh, find new listeners and people to find us. I think that's the gist of it. Please listen, wear your masks, be safe, be smart, and keep watching movies. This has been a Burke Reviews podcast. BurkeReviews.com. <laughs>